0: On today's episode, protests flare up around the globe, monkeypox fast becoming the new COVID, and Twitter's protecting groomers and pedophiles. Let's get into it. G'day, guys. Thanks for joining us here on another episode of the podcast, Crossing the Line, and let's get straight into today's news. China using tanks to stop people from getting their own money from banks. Uh, A viral video has emerged from China showing that uh, the streets have been clogged with army vehicles and tanks, army personnel. Uh, Apparently, it's to uh, stop people from going to banks to get their own money out of the bank, uh, which the bank has now deemed as um, investment products that cannot be withdrawn. So it's kind of a lot like what uh, Justin Trudeau was doing to the truckers where it, um, they just shut down your bank and won't let you take your own money out of your account. Uh, so let's get into today's story. Uh, first story here. With over 2 million views, it's a video showing tanks on the street in China that are out to protect banks. This is because of the Han branch. Of bank of China is declaring that people's savings in their branch are now investment products and cannot be withdrawn. This clip from Henan shows a long queue of tanks preventing locals from reaching the bank branch. As the camera pans, a tank queue is seen covering the entire block. The locals look agitated and are forced to wait because of the presence of the armored vehicles. Now, I'll play the video so you can get a get a gist of it. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of fucking armor to be stopping some people from getting their own money out of their out of their bank accounts. Now, China's uh, known f- known for doing shit like this anyway. I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure these people aren't surprised that their government does this every now and then. Communistic country, and Australia seems to be. Um, marching slowly forward uh, towards that way so the rest of the world seems to at the moment actually uh you've got Jacinda Horseface Ardern in New Zealand taking away their rights uh we've got our Albanese Lemon Squeezy here taking away ours you got Trudeau taking away the Canadians Biden taking away everyone's including the US uh more things have just been popping up over the world now the World Health Organization has declared monkeypox a global emergency. It seems like it's 2019 all over again. You've got a new uh, global emergency, which used to be COVID. You've got China um, locking down their um, people uh, with military, banning them from taking their own money out of their accounts and before it was banning them from uh, moving out of their town or welding people into their own homes at some points. Um so we'll get into the World Health Organization uh, drama here. World Health Organization has been said that the expanding monkeypox outbreak is more than in more than 70 countries is an extraordinary situation that now qualifies as a global emergency. A declaration Saturday could spur further investment in treating the once rare disease and worsen the scramble for scarce vaccines. Although monkeypox has been established in parts of Central and West Africa for decades, it is not known to spark a large outbreak beyond the continent or spread widely among people until May when the authorities detected dozens of epidemics in Europe, North America and elsewhere. Now, monkeypox doesn't kill you. Um, It's basically, yeah, you can see a photo of it there. It's welts doesn't look very fun looks pretty painful uh looks infectious uh, there's a massive outbreak in san francisco gay community it seems to be transmitting between gay people mostly um so i don't know maybe a bit less sodomy for a couple of weeks and you'd be fine but you know everyone everyone has their thing don't they um Moving on here, past announcements have a mixed impact given the UN Health Agency are largely powerless in getting countries to act. Yeah, yeah, they were so powerless that we locked down the world for fucking three years and still continue to do so. Last month, uh, World Health Organization's expert committee said the worldwide monkeypox outbreak did not yet amount to an international emergency, but the panel convened this week to reevaluate the situation. According to the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, more than 16,000 cases of monkeypox have been reported in 74 countries since about May. To date, monkeypox deaths have only been reported in Africa, where a more dangerous version of the virus is spreading, mainly in Nigeria and Congo. In Africa, monkeypox mainly spreads to people from infected wild animals like rodents in limited outbreaks that typically have not crossed borders. In Europe, North America and elsewhere, however, monkeypox is spreading among people with no links to animals or recent travels to Africa. World Health Organization's top monkeypox expert, Dr. Rosemund Lewis, said that the week that 99% of all monkeypox cases in Africa were in men and that those of 98% involved were men who have sex with men. So, it's a gay disease. Experts suspect the monkeypox outbreaks in Europe and North America were spread via sex at two raves in Belgium and Spain. <laughs> Far out! Imagine going to a rave, having a good time there, and coming home with monkeypox. That'd be the least of you <laughs> least of, uh, you wouldn't be expecting that, would you at all? Uh, Michael Head, a senior research fellow in the global uh, research fellow uh, fellow in global and health. Southampton University says that it was not it was surprising World Health Organization hadn't already declared a monkeypox global emergency because they love doing that, and it gives them lots of money. Explaining that the conditions were arguably met weeks ago. Yeah, well, maybe they had to get all their fucking um patents in line for a new vaccine, you eh? know? Some experts have questioned whether such a declaration would help, arguing the disease isn't severe enough to warrant the attention, and that rich countries battling monkeypox already have the funds to do so. Most people recover without needing uh, medical attention, although the lesions may be painful. It I think it would be better to be proactive and overreact to the problem instead of waiting to react when it's too late, headset. Yeah, but like overreacting, like locking down the entire world for three years and crashing every single economy in the world and having the world's largest transfer of wealth from poor people to rich trillionaire uh, billionaires. You, you think that might have been an overreaction, just a little bit? No. Uh, he added that the World Health Organization's emergency decoration could help donors like the World Bank makes funds available to stop outbreaks both in West and in the West and in Africa where animals are likely a natural reservoir of monkeypox. Uh who the fuck in Africa has been banging monkeys again? Last time that happened, you got AIDS. It's you stay away from the animals. Jesus Christ! You think there must be a massive population of Welsh people in Africa. In the US, some experts have speculated where monkeypox might be on the verge of becoming an uh, entrenched sexually transmitted disease in the country like gonorrhea, herpes and HIV. Someone's fucking monkeys. Stop fucking monkeys. We need to go to Africa, find the village that keeps fucking monkeys and fucking, I don't know, have an intervention. Have an intervention with these monkey fucking people. There's some fucking tribe in Africa doing it, and there was some tribe in fucking uh, China doing it with bats. The bottom line is that we've seen a shift in the epidemiology of monkeypox, where there is a now widespread, unexpected transmission, said Dr. Albert Coe, a professor uh, professor in public health and epidemiology at Yale University. There are some genetic mutations of the virus, that suggests why they may be happening, but they... But we do need to globally coordinate response to get it under control, he said. Coe called for testing in an, uh, to be immediately scaled up rapidly, saying that this, similar to the early days of COVID-19, wait a minute, that there were significant gaps in surveillance. The cases we're seeing, uh, we are seeing are just the tip of the iceberg, He said, the window has probably closed for us to quickly stop the outbreak in Europe and the US, but it's not too late to stop the monkeypox from causing huge damage to our poorer countries. Hmm. Now, we've had a few cases in Australia. Um, I think, you know, for a couple of days, if you get monkeypox, uh, you're going to be looking like that or with lesions and shit like that on you. Maybe if you go to a gay nightclub and you see someone covered in fucking disgusting welts like that, don't fuck them. Stay away from them. Tell them to go home for a couple of days. I think we can all fucking, I think we can uh, keep it in our pants long enough, you know, like a couple of days. Put it away, fellas. Jesus Christ. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see whether the government jumps on this and starts uh, mandating more vaccines or lockdowns or things like that because, um, if it's mainly affecting just the uh, mainly gay men 98% in Africa, they were gay men. Um, you know, it might be deemed as uh homophobic to force them to get vaccines because, like, I can for 100%, I can tell you I'm not going to be having sex with a man, 120% I can tell you I'm not going to be having sex with a man with fucking monkeypox. I mean. Look at that shit. Who the fuck is rooting people covered in that crap? But uh, the government will jump on it and try to get their money out of it. So will the, um, any vaccine uh, companies, Pfizer, will have a lipstick or a fucking balm out for it within a week, I reckon. You know, maybe a a nasal spray for it or an anal spray, who knows. They'll, um, They'll sort that shit right quick and they'll be getting their money out of it. Now, um, whilst they already in, uh, whilst in Africa, they're already dealing with uh, famine at the moment caused by uh, this global catastrophe that we've now fucking wrought upon ourselves with COVID. Um, Sri Lanka has, um, is still bracing for more uh, protests after they've ousted their uh, PM. Now uh, it's just a going trend. It's uh, happening it happened in Canada, happened in the US, um, happening in Australia at the moment. protests is happening in Sri Lanka. Uh, where else uh, Dutch farmers are still protesting. It's just a continuous strain of protests over freedoms and rights getting taken away. Now uh, in Sri Lanka, I'm not too sure about the circumstances around it, but um, they went into their parliamentary building. ousted <laughs> there was videos of these guys with um, laying in the uh, prime minister's bed, mocking him, which was pretty entertaining. Um, but they're brace—they uh, have a new prime minister now, and they're still bracing for more um, protests, riots, and shit like that. Sri Lanka was braced for a more unrest after newly appointed president Ranil. Oh, I'm going to give it a crack, Reckon Mishingi, fucking good luck pronouncing that dude's name, vowed to crack down on the protests that toppled his predecessor, condemning them as against the law. Speaking after the MP picked him as a successor to uh, Gotabaya, uh, the new Prime Minister has made it clear that he would not tolerate those perceived to be stirring up violence. If you try to topple the government, occupy President's office and the Prime Minister's office, this is not a democracy, it is against the law, he said. We will deal with them firmly and according to the law, we will not allow the minority of protesters to depress the aspirations of the silent majority, clamouring for a change in the political system. Uh, He was sworn in in the 8th President of Sri Lanka at a small ceremony on Thursday morning. He took his oath of office before Chief Justice at a uh, tightly-guarded parliament complex in Colombo, a statement from his office said. Uh, Sri Lanka's police chief and top military brass stood behind the new president as the oath was administered in the president, uh, presence of parliamentary speaker Mahindra uh among the MPs who gathered afterwards to congratulate him with the former president and the prime ministers Mahindra Rabhidwarana who was the older brother of Gotibaya. Okay. So it's just a trend around the world at the moment. The governments of overreaching and taking more than what they fucking should. And people aren't putting up with it. Um, you can see footage here of the riots and protests in Sri Lanka. They got pretty, pretty fucking violent there Uh it looks like uh, downtown Portland from 12 months ago. You know, uh, that's how bad it is. But um, not only are they uh, riding in, uh, riding in Sri Lanka at the moment. There also still going on in uh, with the Dutch farmers. There, uh, they are still riding against the government for trying to stop their nitrogen emissions see now it says here' 30 percent reduction in livestock numbers that's not correct they it's from a 30 percent reduction they want it to be up to a 90 percent in some areas 90 percent reduction 70 in a lot. Emotion and pain as Dutch farmers fight back against huge cuts to livestock. Farmers express fury at the government's drive to tackle nitrogen pollution through a major reduction in numbers of pigs, cattle and chickens in the Netherlands. Along roads and bridges in the Netherlands, people are hanging the Dutch flag upside down. can tell which one is. Upside down or not. Uh, It is a sign of solidarity with the Dutch farming sector will be upturned by a radical 30% reduction in livestock numbers, a move being made to meet environmental targets. Thanks, Greta. In recent weeks, farmers have blocked off food distribution centres, along with hundreds of tractors blockaded major roads, turned up outside regional assemblies and the minister's homes to protest. One uh, one late night protest ended with a police officer accused of firing a gun at a 16-year-old farmer's son. Now, I've seen several videos of them shooting at farmers in their tractors just driving up the highway. Uh, several videos of police shooting at them. So, you know, what hap- uh, that's what happens when you have no firearms, when you're not allowed to carry like they can in the States. They'll just willy-nilly shoot at you. I guarantee you if they knew that they were legally owned you know, law-abiding citizens who had the right to carry, the police wouldn't be fucking shooting at them, would they? Because they might get a fucking few rounds back. Comes as authorities in the Netherlands have released details of the cuts in ammonia, nitrogen oxides and nitrous oxide needed to protect more than 150 nature reserves in the country. And it is the farming sector that is going to bear the brunt of the emission cuts. It is not a democracy anymore. It is a dictatorship, said uh, Giron Van Maan, a farmer with 130 cows. See, that's not even a lot. That's fuck all cattle. That is fuck all cattle. I mean, there have to be tiny farms over there because they just don't have the land mass like we do here in Australia. Um. A farmer with 130 cows in Zeewald, Central Netherlands, who has joined the protests. Manure, when mixed with urine, releases ammonia, a nitrogen compound. If it enters lakes, streams via farm runoff, excessive nitrogen can damage sensitive natural habitats country has the seventh biggest livestock population in the EU and is comparatively small in size this gives it Europe's highest livestock density with insufficient land to make good of good use of the waste for more than 100 million cattle chickens and pigs now if they get rid of 30 percent of the cattle just say it's 30 percent all right we'll, we'll go with that number because it doesn't seem inflated 30 percent. Even though it's up to 90 and 70% in areas. And if it's up to 90 or 70%, you can guarantee it's going to be more than 30% in most. So we'll just go off a 30 30% reduction. So he's going to have to get rid of 30% of his cows. So that means his wage or his um, you know his income is going to be dropped by 30%. And he's just a small farm. So so he's got to get rid of 30 cows. He's only allowed 100. That's just saying that. How's he going to survive? How's he going to pay, pay uh, his bills? How's he going to feed himself? And not to mention, if they're getting rid of 30% of the meat, uh, 30% of the dairy, 30% of uh, chickens, eggs, so who's going to replace it? Have the politicians that have brought this in, have they gone in... Sign deals with people to import food from other places? Or do they own the farms that aren't being affected in other countries even? So, someone would be making money out of this. But it's not going to be the fucking Dutch farmers. Now, if they brought this in over here, it would be a fucking shit show. We've got more land than most countries in the world. Um... And it's underutilized land too. We don't use it as much as we should. We should be able to do um, things like the updated Bradford scheme. We should be able to do things like that here. But I don't think that'll ever happen when it, we're not even allowed to get nuclear in our country. It's illegal for us to do so. And people are too scared of it because they, they've been tricked into thinking that it's a, you know, everything's going to go Chernobyl on them. Um. If that happened in Australia, it would be a disaster. That uh, cattle in one hundred thirty cows is nothing. That's nothing for a farm in Australia. Tens of thousands of cattle. That's a that's a that's more like it. Uh, and who, who's going to replace it? Because like it's obviously being used. So that thirty percent of the cattle, chickens, pigs, whatever, is being used. So how's that going to get replaced? So they're just thirty percent. The time you go to the shopping center, you're not going to, have to be able to find beef, cheese, milk, butter, eggs to buy? Is that how it's going to work? Or wh- where's the where's that food come from? It comes from other countries. So then you're paying more for it when and not shopping locally then either. So it only hurts locals. So they have to foot the bill for someone who's not even from their country making up a fucking rule... It's ridiculous. And they will they'll try to bring it here. I, Albanese government will try to bring it here. I guarantee it. Van Maan says that farmers are being unfairly targeted. If you come for us and our families, you come for a farmer's soul, he says. We've proposed all kinds of solutions, but we are ignored. And finally... They come up with a plan for a reduction in livestock. No other sector has reduced nitrogen in the last 30 years as much as we have. This is why there is a lot of emotion and pain. They are taking away their livelihoods, they are taking away their incomes, they are taking away the things they have been growing for their entire life. Some, you know, farms, people don't just go turn 25 and go out and buy their first farm and start a farm. They're generally passed down through families. So they could have been on these farms for hundreds of years in some cases. You'd be surprised. The latest government coalition has not so far been dissuaded by the protests from its drive to tackle the country's environmental problems. After a landmark court ruling in 2019, it needs to reduce nitrogen emissions in order for it to allow building projects to go ahead in the country. So they are stopping this so they can build other shit and someone from outside of you know their voting demographics so these guys don't get to vote on this because it's you know brought in by the eu and shit like that so they don't get to vote on it it's not you know like brexit obviously was a fucking great idea when they did it and it's probably still ongoing now but they 've got to they've got to leave these systems that you're getting you're getting dictated to from people who don't even have a stake in your own country. There is a choice says Rudy Boos, a spokesperson for the agriculture Ministry, even if you stop with the policy tomorrow, the problem doesn't go away. If you want to build a house or a road, a lawyer will say first reduce nitrogen and then you will get a license <laughs> This is insane. We have to do something. It's not a luxury. It has to happen. This is why he says the farming sector was addressed first in parliamentary briefings, which asks provincial governments to come up with detailed plans for deductions within a year. The farmers are furious that they have been signaled out, says Jan Brock, vice chair of Bur- uh, something burgers, a rule BBBBB. Jesus Christ, good luck fucking pronouncing that. A rural political party which has made huge gains in the polls. All farmers of the Netherlands do something that releases nitrogen, but there is an unfairness. Currently, it is the only farmers who have to reduce emissions, but it's not the rest of the industry, he says. We know exactly what what allowance each farmer has and what they produce. While a lot of industrial companies don't need permission, but they emit nitrogen. According to the documents released on Wednesday, as a result, the MP questions financial, uh, finance ministry calculations suggest more than half the livestock of farmers will have to stop or slim down. More than half the livestock of farmers will have to stop or slim down. What do you mean? Like you're going to have to get rid of like 50% of their livestock, 50% of their income, 50% of the food. The government plans to report uh, plans reports the not pronouncing that one either will affect the five uh, will affect five times more farmers than strictly necessary. The LTO farming union has refused to interact with the new government negotiator, John Remmet, Remkes, saying that the timeline is impossible and too focused on agriculture. A country level reduction of 50% in 2030 is simply unfeasible and will have disastrous effects on not just the agriculture, but the economic, social and culinary viability of rural Netherlands, says the LTO spokesperson. Many farmers do not accept the need for a change, but fear that the effect on their livelihoods. A lot of people in the cities do not link between what they are, what they eat every day, and what farmers do. Says Alex Detamer, an organic dairy farmer with 110 milk cows and grow The uh, head of the food team, WWF. Netherlands stresses that while the charity is keen for farmers to have a good income and positive uh, positive social role, this does not mean that high livestock density, this is the only country in the world where manure is regarded as a waste product instead of a valuable source of nutrients and soil health. Well, here's an idea. How about we collect the uh, waste that they're not using and ship it somewhere, sell it, Make some fucking money off of it, sell it to somewhere that needs it. I don't know, like anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, we're stripping our topsoil off the, I think there's like 60 years worth of topsoil left in the US where they can safely grow food, where it'll actually be worth growing food. You can grow food and you can't get rid of fucking shit. Someone will buy it off of you. We export 70%, keep all the rubbish, and the gains are all for private companies. It is a system that is not sustainable and can't go on. We, the Netherlands, uh, can be uh, considered as a wake-up call for what happens with every intensive farming system that doesn't take into account the environmental conditions they have to operate in. See, now, there's ways around it other than just getting rid of the cattle. So if you get rid of 70%, uh, sorry, 30%, The cattle, what do you do? They don't just disappear and go off to another farm. They die. They get slaughtered and they die. Uh, You're going to kill off 30% of the cattle, 30% of the pigs, and 30% of the chickens. You are not going to have enough food to feed your fucking population. It's happening all over the world. It's coming here slowly and surely, but it will be here. And... If people don't wake up and have a look at it, then it's going to be right on their doorstep and they're going to be saying, how the fuck did this happen? Well, you saw it happening for years and you just didn't say anything, didn't do anything about it. Now, closer to home at the moment, uh, truckies are protesting finally. You think um, they went down to that protest in Canberra, but no one turned up for that. Uh, They are slowly driving along the Westgate Bridge the other day, to protest fuel prices now fuel prices in australia are pretty bloody high at the moment uh we've just had a just had a dip again uh, the other day but when the fuel excise tax gets take uh put back on we're gonna have a short and sharp jump up uh probably about 40 cents a liter so that's gonna hit the hip pocket it's gonna piss a lot of people off uh, Melbourne bound commuters were caught up in peak hour traffic crawl on Wednesday after dozens of tip truck drivers blocked lanes of the Westgate Bridge to protest the state government's inaction on crippling diesel fuel prices. That's the biggest issue. They're not doing anything about it. We shut down all of our fuel plants in Australia. We import it. We sell our oil and gas off to places like Japan and then buy it back off them because we need it. How does that make sense? And the government just keeps doing it. They keep writing up deals. They keep writing up fucking plans. They keep getting pay packets. And they keep fucking us over every step of the way. The Department of Transport said about 70 tip trucks bound for Victoria's Parliament House. They should have just driven through Victoria's fucking Parliament House. Has occupied four city-bound lanes and the bridge about 8.30am. Just leaving a single lane for motorists to bypass the slow-moving convoy. Well, they shouldn't have fucking even done that. Aerial images captured by Nine News show the vehicles driving at a reduced speed on the bridge as cars banked up behind. Department spokesman, uh, spokesman Chris Miller urged drivers to avoid the Westgate Bridge before 11am and use Geelong Road and Footscary Road to get to the city. We've got queues back on the M80 Ring Road that go as far as Boundary Road and the back of the Princess Freeway. The queues back out of Laverton, he said. The slow-moving tra- traffic sli- uh, stretches more than 10 kilometres behind the actual protest. See now, the age, they've gone on... They've done more reporting in this story in this article about the length of fucking traffic queues and how that might be annoying people and how to get around that than they have looked looked into why they truck why the truckers are protesting. Said, oh, they're protesting about fuel prices. Okay, why are they protesting about fuel prices? Oh, because they're really high. Okay, why are they really high? Oh, we're just going to blame it on Ukraine. For fuck's sakes. Oh, look, there's an Aboriginal flag on the bridge. I wonder if that cost them $25 million to put there. Uh, Slow-moving traffic stretches for about 10 kilometres behind the actual protest. Miller says that the delays had probably added an extra 15 or 20 minutes of travel time for morning commutes. Those poor sons of bitches. The trucks are travelling at 35 kilometres an hour and by 11 a.m. had moved into the CBD where their protest caused minor inconvenience for the motorists in Flinders, Collins and Spring Streets. Minor inconvenience. So you're not doing enough. Walcock said the ones driving the trucks leading the convoy said the drivers are going broke as a result of soaring cost of diesel fuel and some were making as little as $60 profit a day. Now that doesn't surprise me. The price of diesel is expensive. We filled up just the other day and it wasn't even empty and that was a... $145 I think he said the truck owners were spending upwards for $2,000 a week on fuel about half of their operating costs leaving them with limited funds to pay for the upkeep of the vehicles now driving a truck is not a cheap endeavor uh, especially in Australia we've got registration you think tight ty- just something as simple as tires uh, a battery servicing oil Add blue, you name it. It's going to be expensive. We want everybody to be making a profit and having safe trucks being safe. We don't need an extra stress, he told 3AW radio station. Well, uh, Woolcock said the state government has committed to implementing a fuel levy to cover the rising cost of, th- of living three month ag- months ago, but has failed to deliver on the promise. So they haven't put the fuel levy in anyway. They said they were going to, to and they haven't. At the moment, they've fixed our rates so we can't gain any extra money back uh, for the extra expenses, he says. We're not asking for a pay rise. We're just asking for extra expenses to be covered at this point in time. A Victorian government spokesman said that the uh, indicative rates of the owner drivers, including minimum rates for tip truck drivers on government projects, were increased in April. The Transport and Industry Council is reviewing this matter. See, Nothing will be done. Nothing will be done. They will not do anything unless these trucks had driven through Parliament building and ran over fucking Big Ear Dan Andrews anyway. They would not do a thing. And even if they had done that, they would just label them as right-wing extremists that were racist, misogynistic pigs just like they did when they had the Canberra protests and when they had the protests in Canada. They won't do anything. We will suffer the brunt of it. We will pay... The amount of money until uh, any amount of money until things go back to normal and they're not going to go back to normal. They're just going to progressively get worse. If people don't wake up and smell the fucking petrol, you know, they're not going to. People aren't going to wake up. I just I'm losing hope. Get a few people here and there that still don't even know this is going on. There's barely been reported on. Sri Lanka's barely been reported on. Something that has been reported on is the World Health Organization um, came out today and said that they're um, watching uh, monkeypox and it's a global emergency. But you don't hear things about the Dutch farmers. You don't hear things about Sri Lanka. You don't hear things about uh, the truckies protesting. It's all been swept under the carpet and Mainstream media does a little bit of reporting on it and doesn't plaster it in your face like they do with everything else. I mean, they think that, um, they think that, you know, anyone who is protesting is a right wing extremist and then they just leave it at that. They blur, blur what the actual truth is and leave it at that. Now, uh. I see my computer's dying. So before we go, um, Twitter says it's banning the using the word "groomer" as an L- anti LGBT LGBTQ slur. All right, they've changed it. It's been changed again. Crossed, uh, but its enforcement is lacking. Uh, Twitter said this daily dot is banning uh, calls for bans people uh, calling people groomers based on their gender identity but in practice it often does not enforce this rule. Do you know why people call people groomers because they're a groomer. If you're being called a groomer that means they think you're grooming children and you're a fucking pedophile. On Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, the Daily Dot reported that the subreddit post inadvertently intensified pressure on Twitter to ban calling LGBTQ people groomers. Grooming is a slur that falsely equates being LGBTQ with being a pedophile. That's not what they're saying. They're saying if whether you're LGBTQ or not, it doesn't matter. If you're grooming children, you're grooming children, which makes you a groomer. That is the dictionary definition You are grooming children and introducing them to sexual things that they should not be introduced to. You are a groomer. You are a pedophile. People who are trying... Why are they trying to defend pedophiles? Just because some of the pedophiles might be gay, bi, trans, queer or lesbian. Does that mean that they're okay with it? Because I guarantee all the gay people I know. All the uh, people under the rainbow flag of freedom there would be appalled to be put in the same category as a pedophile. Not only appalled, but they would virulently fight against it. Now, the few people that are promoting um, banning the word groomer, why are you trying to ban the word groomer? Are you a pedophile? Are you grooming children? Because I guarantee you, the only people who want to ban the use of grooming or pedophile are fucking grooming pedophiles their children do not need to be groomed i didn't think we'd have to say that it's 2022 don't groom children pedophiles are bad do we have to go over that jesus christ we're committed to combating abuse motivated by hatred prejudice and intolerance I am all for hatred, prejudice, and intolerance against groomers and pedophiles. I don't know about you, but I do not want groomers or pedophiles existing. If they go, oh, they have a mental health issue. No one cares. You should be buried under the prison. This is how fucked up it is. These people are defending pedophiles. Just because... um, you're transgender and you're grooming kids. Doesn't mean you get to get away with it. If you're a straight white man, uh, say like the, uh, when it, when you think of the word pedophile, you think of a, like an old thick glass, glasses on his face, old man or something, don't you? Um, driving around in a white van, giving out candy. That's a pedophile. If you identify as a transgender woman or man or gay or bi or queer or whatever, and you're grooming kids, you're a pedophile, doesn't matter what, you know, like it, you can't just hide behind the LGBTQ banner. And the LGBTQ people won't let you. I don't know any anyone under that banner that would let a pedophile hide in their ranks and they would not protect them. So um, the people who run these, you know, uh, like organizations that are pushing for banning the word groomer, uh, banning the words, you know, like calling anyone a pedophile or anything like that, they're the pedophiles and they are trying to, uh, at least in my opinion, they are trying to make it uh, safe for them to come out of their, you know, protected, hidden, hidden uh closet that they're in and i don't think i uh, give it five five ten years uh they'll be trying to put that p back into or on the lgbtq uh flag there uh, i that i saw it a few years ago they tried to put it in there and obviously they were smacked down and rightfully so Uh, I just thought there's one thing we're all supposed to um, agree on. It was pedophiles and grooming children is bad, but apparently not anymore. Uh, People are pushing for it harder and harder every year. And we've got to keep apprised of it. Uh, Disney's pushing for it and grooming kids with their um, agenda that they have going on. You've got to keep an eye on what your kids are watching. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel there. If you're seeing it uh, somewhere else, like on Getter or anything like that, go to my YouTube and link that, uh, like that there and share it and subscribe it. I will see you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks for watching our video. Please leave a like, comment down below and subscribe to our channel here at Crossing the Line. And I'll see you guys next time. Oh yeah, we retribution Oh yeah, we want retribution